featuring more positivity than the United States COVID test rate. It's season three of Greece in the Crease. Now here are your hosts, Mike, Anders, and Willie. Welcome back to Greece in the Crease, the least diverse hockey podcast. And <laughs> that takes some doing. Grease in the Crease this week is brought to you by KNC Tree Care because they won't stop leaving their fucking flyers at my door. Hey, KNC Tree Care, leave me alone. I don't want you to cut down any of my trees. Here's Mike with games. And growlers. I'm so wasted. (laughs) Willie, that looks like a beautiful, uh, the yellow paper that they printed those flyers on. That's very vibrant. You're not going to miss that one. Uh, speaking of not missing, uh, I just picked up a sampler pack from the Surly Brewing Company down in the Twin Cities metro area and uh, trying a new beer called the Periscope Pale Ale, which they describe as a visionary, hoppy, classic, kind of your classic uh, pale ale, uh, kind of a, more of a golden ale almost with the uh, 5.5% alcohol, but uh, not too shabby if you want to try out the Surly Brewing Company sampler pack. It's a 12 pack in cans, not too bad at all, my friends. Uh, so speaking of not too bad, um, you know, we were just talking about how Mankato hasn't played a whole lot of games and we kind of put them on the lower half of the all Minnesota power rankings. I believe that was last week, but they were pretty much the only team in the top five national poll that wanted to improve their week, their rankings over the last week. Mankato sweeping, I believe 18th ranked at the time Lake Superior state on the road in solid fashion. Meanwhile, uh, St. Cloud ended up getting swept by last place Western Michigan in Kalamazoo. Willie, what in the hell happened there? First of all, last place in the standings, but first place in our hearts, Western Michigan. Um, I have a whole bunch of excuses for why um, among them. I mean, to be fair, it's St. Cloud's first actual road series. They went to Duluth once, but that doesn't count. So they're on a 10-hour bus ride to Western. That has to affect it a little bit. Western is not as bad as everybody thinks they are. Preseason, they were picked in the top half of the league. They're a talented team, had some terrible luck in the pod. Um, so they are better than last place. Uh, that 6-2 to two final on Friday, there's not a lot to say about that. Um, St. Cloud just got beat. I mean, flat out, uh, Western beat them. They were the better team twice. Uh, St. Cloud had a chance on Saturday, but... Uh, so Western's better than people think it was a road game, but St. Cloud just, I mean, this is classic, uh, St. Cloud state where you get <laughs> ranked in the top five early in the year. And then all of a sudden you think, Oh fuck, we're the best team ever. We don't have to do anything. And they show up and get stomped. So I kind of hope that this was a little, uh, wake up call to the boys to realize, you know what, you got to show up and play if you want to win some games. So. Well, if it's any consolation, uh, North Dakota was only able to garnish a split down in uh, Denver over the weekend as well. Uh, Boston College, barely able to sweep the mighty Merrimack this weekend. They were supposed to play UMass, but uh, as we'll talk about in the hat trick, uh, a little bit of a COVID thing going on there. So Hockey East is all sorts of messed up, but Boston College didn't look super uh, dominant over a pretty bad Merrimack team. Uh, and probably the biggest disappointment for everyone listening, including Willie, uh, the Gophers got swept by Notre Dame at Mariucci. 
And some of what Willie was describing with St. Cloud, uh, this was probably the first time that I saw the Gophers play an opponent that actually skated as hard as the Gophers were. And it uh, obviously showed on the scoreboard and uh, I think they got punched in the mouth a little bit. Uh, but Notre Dame, they looked like a top 10 team. I was watching Friday night's game or both games, I guess, but Friday night's game with uh, my dad. And for a person that hates the big 10, all he was talking about was how good the hockey was between Gophers and Notre Dame. So it was an entertaining game, but uh, Gophers getting uh, swept and losing their first place uh, position in the ranking. So the shakeup, we now have Boston college at number one, Mankato all the way up to two, North Dakota down to three Gophers down to four Bowling green up to five after sweeping Northern Michigan. So Bowling green, keeping that hot start and then uh, getting some accolades in the top five, St. Cloud down to six Duluth at seven to round out our Minnesota ranked teams. Uh, so the hat trick picks, as I alluded to, uh, Anders is leading the way this past week uh, with USC beating the one win Washington Huskies in basketball. So we should have called BS on that one, but he's so far in the basement. We probably didn't even care what he was saying at the time. Uh, the Packers did beat the Rams, uh, but St. Cloud not able to beat Western, as we mentioned. So Anders with five points on the weekend. Uh, Willie, you got the Ram boys uh, defeating Grand Forks Red River. And you may have been able to get the Lady Rams to a victory over Sartell if they actually played Sartell because they played Brainerd. So good job at reading the schedule there. Here's the thing. I feel like I deserve some points because if they played Sartell, they would have beat Sartell. Come on. Well, um, getting to Petey and myself, we both had Wisconsin defeating Arizona State on Friday for, I'm guessing, scheduling reasons uh, with the women playing uh, the Gophers in Madison in the same building, they moved it from a Friday, Saturday series to a Saturday, Sunday series. Wisconsin did sweep them. Uh, so I think we should get some points because had they played Friday, Wisconsin would have won, but in, it wasn't COVID. We never said anything about non COVID cancellations. So I think Petey and I should file a formal protest and it'll be a tie and Maggie can be the tie breaker for Here's the deal. Wisconsin it, over Arizona state. It won't be a tie. Cause I would vote for you. If no. you vote for me for Rozo girls beating Sartell <laughs> in the game, they should have won. Uh, we'll have to bring in Petey on that one and uh, see where that goes. <laughs> I got to give props to Larry uh, for foreshadowing our topic this week. We're going to talk about the eye test. And it sounds like he started that whole thing uh, talking about his eye test with Notre Dame and the Gophers. So you know, for a guy that needs cataract surgery, he did have a pretty good eye on that game. <laughs> uh, I had the Buffalo Bills beating the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the NFL playoffs for my two pointer. And I was uh, co- semi coveted uh, with the UMass Boston college game. I only had the Buffalo Bills beating the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL playoffs for my two-pointer, and I was COVIDed with UMass and Boston College. Uh, UMass came down with some COVID, and then Boston College just kind of turned around and decided to play Merrimack, as I mentioned earlier. So College uh, Hockey East, I should say, just kind of threw the scheduling out and announced this week that they're just going to start playing pickup games willy-nilly as if they're at the Malung rink and saying, hey, you cool? And then They'll say, yeah, we can play, and they'll just start playing each other. So not sure what that's going to look like, but uh, trying to predict scheduling is going to be almost impossible the last half of the year for Hockey East. Uh, PDU did get Mad Max over Calvin Cutter, Butterbean, Duper in the uh, MMA, I believe that was, uh, for your one-pointer. And uh, new standings, I am now your leader, 27. PD, you're at 26. Willie, you're at 22. Anders did climb back a little bit with 19. If by willy-nilly you mean fucking awesome, I take your meaning. 
on that. So. <laughs> You've been saying that your whole life, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Speedy delivery. It's time to dig into the mailbag. As usual, you can email your questions at gitcpod at gmail.com. First one we have here is this week, Hockey East announced plans to set aside their schedules and instead make them weekly. Do you guys feel this could give an unfair competitive advantage to some of the upper teams if, for instance, they're only playing the lower echelon teams because of COVID rules? Willie, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm interested to see how it's going to work. Like, is it a Tinder situation where Boston College is uh, sending a message like you up to Merrimack and then they just play? Or does the league see the total number of teams that's available and then say, all right, we got seven teams that can go, so here's what we're going to do? I, I mean, you got You have to do something because you can't keep it up with all the cancellations. But um, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how that scheduling works out. Because like you said, Petey, I mean, if you get top tier versus bottom tier the whole year, then you're just kind of pigeonholing a couple teams into the tournament. So, Yeah, BC, BC ends up playing UConn 10, ga- 10 games <laughs> right. because that's the only people they can schedule there. How about you, Anders? I mean, if there's people in the crowd, it maybe would make up a little bit of a difference. But the way that they were going right now, they, they really didn't have any of their options. <laughs> so, I mean, they, I guess you get a better play some games than none. But I, I don't know. It's it's Everything's a mess out there. So it, it's not going to be anything, anything that I don't think it's really going to matter because they might not play enough games on outside of a tournament anyways. And, and and what we've learned this year, you just pretty much avoid East Coast teams for your pickums because it's pretty much just a lost cause anyway. So, Mike, how about you? What do you think about Hockey East and their weekly schedule? New phone, who dis? That's pretty much what they're going to be doing the entire rest of the season if they're just going to be, well, as I mentioned, the games of growlers that um, BC and UMass, uh, that wasn't going to be able to happen. So BC just calls Merrimack and be like, hey, uh, you guys want to play? So... Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's, hopefully it'll average itself out over the last half of the season, but, um, it, it may end up being, yeah, I mean, it, hopefully it'll average itself out, but you never know because it might end up screwing them over if they have those type of matchups where BC is playing the lower tiers because they happen to be better at COVID. So, um, I, I think it'll average itself out if they can kind of manage it and then maybe make up for something in the playoffs. Wonder with how close all those Boston schools are, they could just send one of those old school uh, elementary school letters. Do you want to play? Yes, no, maybe circle one and, <laughs> and see what that gets you. So, but the next question we got is Dear GITC, the National Hockey League has had numerous players with colorful nicknames. We remember the Rocket and his younger brother, the Pocket Rocket, the Grim Reaper, Boom Boom, Eddie the Entertainer, and many others. First, what are some of your favorite nicknames in college hockey? Alternatively, what are your favorite nicknames for each other yours truly s wallenheimo anders let's start with you what are some of your favorite nicknames you know i there isn't really that's what kind of interesting about college hockey like nothing comes to the top of my head like individual just nickname people like when they get to the pros maybe they got a nickname but i unless you guys think anything else i can't think of any of them rocket i'm taking a rocket I'm packing my suitcase. Look out, moon. Rocket. <laughs> Thanks for carrying the musical episode over another week. Mike, is that is that one of your favorite nicknames? <laughs> I don't even know who the hell that person was. 
Rocket Richard? Nick, Nick nicknamed that, but um, the Red Rocket. I mean, I mean, other than like Johnny Walker Blue, who is currently getting dominated by the Gophers. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andrews is right. I don't know many nicknames in the college ranks. That's true, Willie. Can you think of any? So I got a couple. You guys are uh, failing tonight. Um, so whoever sent this uh, letter in, I believe uh, S. Wallenheimo was probably <laughs> Sinue Wallenheimo, who was a Denver goalie uh, back in the early 90s. And I think his nickname. I'm not yeah, sure I'm sure he listens to the pod. I'm not sure if it was his nickname, but I know of one broadcaster in particular who was just waiting for him to get pulled out of a game so he could say, and he is finished because he was finished so he wanted to use the line. I think that's who that comes from. But you got some great nicknames. You've got oh stat column. You've got stat column Eric Fabian. Stat column. Yeah. You've got Dan the Body Chronic that we've talked about extensively <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, you've got Jim Carrey. He was the mask. Uh, played goalie for Wisconsin. So oh, you've got some. You've got some good nicknames. It seems like though the nicknames in college are more based on lines, right? So they've uh, got the Finnish connection here at St. Cloud with Kranila and. Um, Yetnin, but they've got some of those in the past where they've got line combinations uh, out in Denver. They had some of those a couple of years ago, but um, we got to start the nickname game. Maybe that should be something that uh, we take on as our, our own. Well, you want to know the sad thing about that? Now that you mentioned those nicknames, I'm pretty sure there's somebody on this pod that came up with those nicknames and just forgot about them. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> How can you not remember the things you, came up with like stack column this guy he has, he has a coffee mug that we don't know exactly what's inside that coffee the, mug. there was a different nickname for uh mr fabian that we will not use ever on this podcast out of respect for uh him but <laughs> and of all human beings yes all right the next question and i'm and i'm personally getting ripped so i need to uh try to um <clears throat> brush up my accent here because i got i got accused of being canadian and not this person's heritage so <clears throat> Dear Greaser comrades, I again apologize <laughs> for my absence. As I was cowering in the corner drinking my vodka on ice because my Russian team could not pull out gold in World Juniors, the tournament is rigged just like your false American elections. <laughs> I have a few questions for this guys this week. One, I would like to know what your drink of choice is when your team loses. Two, since Mike is a fuckface and said the Russian at best was a semifinal team, I have a little joke that can best describe him. A man walks into a shoe shop. He says, give me a pair of shoes, please. Certainly, sir. What size? I wear a 10, but I'll take a five. Why, sir? Are they for someone else? Oh, they're for me. They'll be too tight when I take them off. It'll be one moment of pleasure I experience all day. Yours truly, <laughs> Vetlana Hump Day. Thanks, Simpsons character. <laughs> so I guess based on that, um, what uh, was your drink of choice when your team loses, uh, Mike? Well, uh, here in Soviet Russia, car drives you. Um, <laughs> and first of all, Svetlana, uh, I, you're, you're probably just upset that I'm always right. Because just like we saw in the Games of Growlers, I am leading this particular podcast in the Pickums. Um, so it, it's fine if you're upset that I'm always right. But secondly, 
Secondly. 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 Let's just go with that. Secondly, <laughs> I got size 13 shoes. So if you try to fit a size five on my feet, it's not even going to be anywhere close. So that shows how much. Cool humble know. brag, bro. Cool humble brag. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you and your size eights, Willie. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, drink. You know, every time, you know, I, I love the Roman diets. Uh, but since Svetlana is drinking vodka, I love a screw up, which is basically a screwdriver, but with seven up in it. So orange juice, vodka, and a little bit of seven up. That is a delicious choice. Uh, I don't know if it has to be vodka related or not, but um, yeah, that, that's what I would go with uh, regarding a drink if I had to take a vodka related drink into a gopher loss or Viking loss or twins loss or <laughs> stop me fellas. I wonder what old Spetty likes. If the, it's probably tr- rocking that potato vodka. Isn't that what they do there in Russia? Yeah. P- oh. Potato water. Yeah. How about you, Anders? What is your drink of choice in your coffee mug? Yeah. Well, I've actually kind of got into this a little bit recently. The, uh, the Canadian Windsor is always a staple. And the mixing it lately with a lemonade ginger ale mix. Mm. It's very tasty. Willie? I've been on a uh, old-fashioned kick since oh. the old pandemic kicked off. Oh, you're so fancy. I know, very fancy. But typically what happens, we have a tradition in our house, uh, similar when we used to go to St. Cloud Games, at some point somebody would stand up and say, fuck it, let's go to the bar. Um when St. Cloud starts losing, and this happened twice last week, uh, once when they got down early in the first game and once when they got down <laughs> 2 nothing on Saturday night, I turned the game off, finished my drink, finished Emily's drink, and said, what do you want for a refill? So my answer is whatever's sitting in front of me. Actually, to be clear, it was about halfway through the second period, and we all walked out saying, let's get wasted. So be clear. <laughs> and, and Sveti, my choice is a uh, Dr. Morgan, which is just pepper and private stock captain morgan so Ooh, if you add uh um let's see what if what if fabian always have it was a twizzler a little make, buddy if you make a twizzler a straw it's a little buddy oh maybe i'll uh use that as my stir stick next time, and then you so. throw up all over the place <laughs> <laughs> not from personal experience at uh, rocky point willie <laughs> oh maybe a little Gotta find a way to get this beer into a cup <laughs> it was very tricky the, the last question I have to stay uh, on top of uh, social current events is uh, the, even though we'll be completely sick of it next week, what are your guys' favorite Bernie uh, admittance memes or uh, memes or uh, <laughs> photographs you've seen this week? You guys can just feel free to shout them out. I, I, I saw him featured in the back of a bunch of uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, photos, which are pretty, pretty entertaining. I think my favorite was it had Tom Hanks, you know, in front of the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> then Bernie was sitting behind <laughs> up in the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> it's like, and the tagline said, Bernie, it's time to go home now. <laughs> I had two favorites. So one was just a picture of him where the quotation was, Bernie is clearly dressed like he's going to the inauguration, but that's not his whole day. And then the other one was him sitting, uh, getting a butter sculpture made out of him at the state fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's too many of them to count. I think my favorite one, though, is just like the, the picture and then people will quote on it. 
And the, the, my favorite quote was me when somebody asked, let's go sit outside for the first day of spring <laughs> and have lunch. I saw another good one of the iconic photo of all the workers in New York City sitting on the, the beam and it was yeah. in black and white. And somebody put him on there too. That one was pretty funny too. Because he doesn't stick out right away until you actually take a good look at it. So. Well, with that, Svetlana, I hope I did you proud with the accent. So I hope to hear from you soon. But that concludes the mailbag this week. I love that we're building Svetlana's character because I didn't know Svetlana was a man until this week. So that's we're getting, we're getting all sorts of details. I like it. Svetlana always is good for a joke. Also. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's topic, we're going to talk about the eye test. We talked a little bit about this in games and brawlers, but um, I've got a couple theories and kind of drunken insights on this because I think back like when we traveled to the Ralph to watch St. Cloud play there, clearly that is a much better facility than the herb. I mean, every uh, fucking year you're talking about Willie well, until this year. Cause we can't, um, um, actually you could, they're allowing 3000 fans in there. I can, uh, try to squeeze some tickets in there. Oh, there, I would be there if you could, but there's no, fucking <laughs> hands on those tickets. um, but my, like, I was going to say, I, he's got, he's got friends in high places. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So, uh, Watching St. Claude play there or watching St. Claude play at the X in better facilities with better lighting or watching um, this experience, Ohio State, Michigan was on TV the other night. It's the teams look different and they honest to God look better. I think St. Claude looks better with obviously the uh, better backgrounds. It's kind of like the um, lipstick looks lipstick on a pig said that three times fast but they they truly do in my opinion um look better so if we're talking about the eye test i think there's a little bit maybe skew for teams who play in conferences that have um big time tv contracts better arenas than say teams like st cloud or mankato or bemidji or bowling green for that matter um so I want to put that out there to the group talking about the eye test because that's the only way they're going to be able to pick the tournament this year. There's no other logical way to do it. So Anders, what do you think about using the eye test to pick a tournament and what are the pros and the cons of doing that? I think you can make the argument that they always use the eye test because they, I mean, they, they use the math, they use everything else, but once you get down to the 14, 15, 16, they don't always go. I mean, it's pretty close, but they don't always go by that. I, I, there's just no other way around it this year. I think that's the way that you have to do it. I mean, you could go just by a straight record, but not everyone's record and strengths of schedule and all the other metrics are going to be the same. So there's really nothing else you can do. Do you think it's going to skew towards Boston College, UND, Ohio State versus Michigan Tech, Bowling Green, those kind of teams? Yeah, but it always does. I mean, it, if you're being really honest with yourself, I mean, unless you got Mankato who's like undefeated, they never really, the only way that they go anywhere is as a two or a three seed. I mean, they, they have a good enough record to get in there, but they're not like they're dominant. They're just hot at the right time. Cause I worry about that. Like with college football this year, pretty clear example that they had the four teams at the beginning of the year they wanted, and then they got them in there at the end. Um, so Mike, what do you think about the eye test? What are, what are the positives and the negatives? Obviously, the negatives are 
who did they play? So if, I mean, we're watching the Gophers right now. Their last I saw, they're up 6 nothing on Arizona State. Arizona State obviously isn't as Spoiler. good as they've been <laughs> in previous years. But for one, the Gophers look good, yes. But we just mentioned earlier that Notre Dame skated pretty hard against them, and Michigan just blew them out tonight. So – Meanwhile, Michigan is what would be now nine and six and oh, they're at eight. Duluth is at six and five and two at seventh place, seventh in the rankings. And then you have Bowling Green at 14 and three because they lost to Bemidji tonight. So you have over twice as many wins as a couple of the teams below you and half as many losses and you're you're right there with them so i mean it's one thing to have a soft schedule but it's another thing to win those games and as you get into the final push as long as they can you know justify the bowling greens that have played good sure against probably weaker competition but qualify that michigan at nine and six in the big ten and Bowling Green with actually a decent non-conference schedule at 14 and three. Are you going to put them right next to each other? I don't know. So uh, as far as the eye test goes, you have to, you have to take that with who they're playing, when they're playing and where they're playing them. And then try to span that across because I don't, I mean, North Dakota, they haven't looked super great against anybody. Yeah, they've won but they haven't looked just absolutely dominant like the Gophers have tonight and against Michigan and some other teams too. So depending on where you're going to put them, hopefully they take over the entire season of that eye test if that's what you're going to use. Well, and not even really that building off your point, Mike, for Michigan, how much are they going to factor in Michigan losing, what, five or six kids for the World Juniors? Mm -hmm. And the bulk of their losses, almost all of them, I think only one or two of them are when half of their squad was gone especially their top enders so they're, they're definitely going to factor that in yeah i think they've won four or five since the world junior so they're back in it or back at it i should say so um you you they always take those factors but then again the pairwise usually did that for them and that's why usually the pairwise was what they used to select the teams but we don't have the pair the, any teams to compare each other so that's why they can't use the pairwise this year Speaking of good Bernie memes, I'm flicking through Twitter right now, and there's one with the scene from Weekend at Bernie's with Bernie sitting <laughs> in the back of the boat. That's great. And I think that's a great point, though, um, about humans picking, because that's one of the pros to me. It's going to let the human knowledge take over versus the computer. So you have a team that started terrible in the first you know, eight games and then really turned it on. Um, that happened with, uh, I think it was, Providence a couple of years ago and they ended up winning the whole deal, uh, but they barely got in. So it's going to let that kind of knowledge go. My concern is, and I think we're going to have a bold prediction show in a couple of weeks, but I think Denver is going to be in the tournament no matter what the record says, unless they tank and go like two and 10 down the schedule, they're going to let Denver in. Denver is going to be sub 500, but based on the eye test, I think they're going to let them in. It's going to favor schools like that. The NCHC might get six teams in the tournament just because people think, well, this is the best conference because they've won some titles and it's going to screw some teams over. I really believe that. 
that's kind of my worry about using this eye test as the uh, the way to the way to pick the tournament. So I'm not sure what the fix is, and if there is one this year, if they can expand the tournament or what they're going to do. But if there's any time to expand the tournament, this would be the year. And I mean, that's kind of been, and the other sports have done it and it's gone fairly well. Well, then on top of that, to Willie's point, you look at Atlantic hockey. I mentioned last week, Robert Morris, they're currently ranked 17th American international at 20th. And they both 10 and three and Oh, actually Robert Morris is 11, three and Oh. So yeah, yeah, sure. The, the competition call it what you will but they have four more wins than omaha who's all the way up at 11 so how can you justify kicking one of those two teams out that's not going to win the tournament their conference tournament over in omaha who's all the way up at 11 yep i i agree i mean there's no way around it and then but if you're going to play devil's advocate and be a denver fan you're going to say well in a normal year we play 12 games against non-conference teams and we win eight of those, which would bump them over 500. You know what I mean? So it's, this is a screwy year. So they're really fair though. I mean, Oma had all those home games at the beginning of the year. They had such a lopsided schedule. It's not even fair. They're good. I, I mean, they are, they're legit. Uh, I agree with you that they had a, a benefit of being the home team in the pod, but then they caught COVID right away afterwards. So who knows what they were doing, but I, I'm with you that uh, it wasn't quite the fairest way to do it. But that's a good team. So speaking of good teams, using your eye test, and we'll start with Petey, give me your top five right now in college hockey. Um, you know, cool. let, me, let me switch for a second. I'm, I'm busy doing some, some uh, show prep here for the uh, Twitter post. You guys will see it here shortly. So come, okay. come cir- circle back to me. Okay. Speaking of which, we have to talk about the winner from last week's uh, poll of the sing-along. How many votes were there? Four? Probably. <laughs> and guess what? I, I think I win Miss Congeniality because I was the only person who didn't vote for myself. I don't know what you're talking about. That's, yeah, I, I, well, I that means pride. That means, the sec, that means one other person voted for me. So <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, all of our other one fan. So that's the ear test, but the eye test, Mike, who you got in your top five? Uh. You know, what I was kind of alluding to in Games of Growler is that the polling is pretty much who hasn't lost the most most recently. So Boston College hasn't lost recently. I don't think they're the number one team because from seeing the results of what they played, I don't think they're quite there. They're probably in that top five for sure. But I would maybe say... At this point, after what Minnesota did last week against uh, Notre Dame, they're probably down in that two or three spot. I I love Bowling Green. Everyone knows I've loved Bowling Green for quite for a couple of years now, three years maybe going now. And what I've seen of them again, you just love you love Kentucky. I love them Kentuckians. Uh, that bourbon stuff is just probably delicious. Actually, I don't really like bourbon, but whatever. Uh, up until tonight, losing to Bemidji, they were probably being not my number one team, followed by a Boston College, just because they haven't had those losses. And Mankato, I saw both of their games last weekend, and they look good. So if they can keep that up, I think that they are top two uh, once they get in there so that Boston College 
uh, Mankato, Bowling Green, those are probably interchangeable. And then, yeah, you get your Minnesota, your North Dakota, and uh, probably the St. Cloud Duluth in the three, four, five range. Uh, so those would be my teams right now. Um, so just to be clear, you've got seven teams in your top five. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're crammed up there. <laughs> All right, Andrews, who's your top five? Mike was kind of stealing my bit. I was going to do like the top eight of my top five and just have like a bunch of tied for five. But uh, no, I mean, I mean, Minnesota's good. Everyone, I think, knows that at this point. They, they had a rough weekend last weekend, but that's really the first weekend that they've looked like that for a while. I think Michigan, with their full squad, is a top five team in the country. Um, they just have too much talent, and their record looks the way it is because a lot of that talent was gone for a month plus. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, somebody's got to tell me that Duluth is not going to do what Duluth has done the last couple of years before I leave them off my top five because it always seems tournament time. They're in the Frozen Four again. So I'm going to throw them in the mix. And then Boston College seems they kind of got everything turned around again. They got people kind of coming back. And I'll throw Bowling Green in there just to give them, just to give them some fun. Maybe I'll get like a, a, a distillery tour or something out of the mix. I can go down to Kentucky and... <laughs> Spend a weekend. Sip that sweet bourbon. All right, PD, who do you got? Yeah, I kind of agree with Anders. I think, you know, with, with Michigan coming back there, I think they're, you know, definitely at the kind of, you know, on the, around the five spot there. And, and just to be biased, I probably watched more gopher hockey than anybody else, but I think this is the best they've looked in years under the, under the Moscow thing. So they're going to be one of those circulating teams. They're going to be in like the one, one to three range there, I'd say. Yeah, and like and last week it was unfortunate, but at the same time, I think for a lot of programs, you know, I mean, as maybe a preposterous statement as this is, like you know, maybe going undefeated sometimes isn't the best thing, just for the fact that it kind of keeps you humble there. So, you know, having a rough weekend will hopefully kind of keep their mindset towards, um, you know, just kind of playing as a team and keeping things together. Um, yeah, also too, I mean, North Dakota, love them or hate them, and there's probably more hate here. You know, I watched them this past week and they're just a pretty solid team i mean we'll see what they how they do in the tournament there um bc I and mean, without watching too much of them i mean they're they're in the top spot after last weekend and i guess it all depends on how their scheduling goes yeah if they end up getting to play the the bottom half of their schedule you know it might be kind of an asterisk team but as of right now they're, they're they should be in there and you know, the, the last team to kind of hang out there you know i mean i agree i think duluth is always very tough but i mean st cloud just handled them so you know, I, I would say either one of those teams, and I guess for you, Willie, I will say I'll, I'll give the nod to St. Cloud. Right. I like where your head's at. Um, my top five, I've got Boston College at number one, only because North Dakota, I can't do it because I hate them so much that I won't put them at number one, but they're very, very good. Many and I put Mankato up there. I got Mankato at three. Uh, I, I think Mankato is good, but I think North Dakota and their track record are just uh, playing better. I've got, and this is before today, I've got the Gophers at four. After what happened today, the Gophers might bump up one or two in my my mind. And I had Bowling Green at five. Um, and again, after they lost to Bemidji, I might bump them down. I've got St. Cloud, I got a 15th because you can't go on the road and get your fucking asses kicked nine, twice. Nine, six, and oh. They can That's start the They can start winning uh, and then they can bump back up again. But um, so, I mean, we're pretty similar. We've all got the Gophers and BC and UND and Mankato. And so it's, it's, it's just a big 
lump. And again, because we don't see any out of conference games, there's no way to measure these teams really against each other. So that's going to be the problem. You're going to have a whole bunch of teams at the end of the year that have legit arguments for number one seeds. So apart from who gets it. The other problem is most people haven't seen the gopher games. (laughs) Cause they're on the app. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get that app. Uh, I mean, apart from picking who gets in the tournament, it's going to be a nightmare picking who plays who. You might as well just World Cup it and pick teams out of a hat and say, here you go, let's roll. I, it's We're going to get into that later, but I don't know how that's even possible to do this year. So You got to find a good hat. <laughs> I got a Giants hat they could use. Ugh, yucky. <laughs> get out your thinking caps. That is correct. It's time for trivia. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. So tonight we're going to get back to our roots. Um, We're going to get back to some college hockey trivia. I have six big time questions for you. Are you gentlemen ready? Ready. Who holds the NCAA all-time record for consecutive games played by a skater? So not a goalie. Consecutive games played by a skater. Steve Saigon. Incorrect, but I like your I like your gumption. Cal Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. also incorrect. This person, if it's I'll give you a hint, he's a North Dakota player, former North Dakota player. I was gonna say he's gotta be some Sioux player because they always have everyone stay tip forever because it takes them six years to graduate. Uh, Mike, I, if I give you the bonus hint of it's a also a type of dark beer, that's his last name. Chris Porter. Chris Porter, indeed. 175 games from 2004 to 2007. Fun fact, I uh, played hockey with him at Fabian's bachelor party. All right. Good stuff. Scored a goal on Lamaru, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So my second question is... In Anders' hockey gear, I believe, too. I was going to say, where's the credit? Does Anders get the assist? Uh, I believe it was a Northwood hockey stick at that particular time because I didn't want to bring anything down with me. So you're fucking a right. It was <laughs> who has the NCAA record for saves in a single season. Carl Gehring. I think nope. he like by default owns every goaltender record. I also, I like your head where it's at again, but that's incorrect. This is a gopher. Rob Stauber. Oh, How's Stauber? Yeah. Rob Stauber, 1,711 saves in 1988. What was the Hobie Baker year? Who has the record for goals against average and save percentage in a single season? This is the same person. Stauber? Incorrect. (laughs) Same person as the previous question? So sorry, the goals against average record and the save percentage record belong to the same person in the same season. Happened in one season. Oh. Brian Elliott. Give us a Wisconsin year. Uh, No, incorrect. University of Maine. Does that help? Yep, I was going to say that him and Kellen Briggs had similar years last year, but what's his name? Not Kellen Briggs, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Dryden McKay. Because they, 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 they used him as a comparison as a potential Hobie candidate, but I can't, his name slips my mind. It's not him because it happened in 2004. Think of uh, the, the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings. Is that a good hint? 
Julie the Cat Gaffney. Jimmy Howard. Jimmy Howard in 2004. Okay. 1.1 goals against and 9.6 save percentage. Sexist. <laughs> Julie the Cat Gaffney was a close cool <laughs> second. Um, so here's my question for uh, career points. NCAA career points record. Probably some dude from Little Falls because they cheat and just run the score up. <laughs> nope. That was the single season, I believe, not the career. Oh, oh, oh. There's no way you're going to get this. Uh, this person Peter played, Senya. This, nope. This person played for Army in the 70s. George Sergeant, Washington. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter is correct. Uh, <laughs> Dave Roast had 330 points in 114 games. I didn't know Sergeant Slaughter played hockey. <laughs> and then the next week he beat uh, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake yep, in the cage match. <laughs> yeah. Who has the record for career shutouts? Kellen Briggs. Incorrect. Damn it. I'm not going to give you a hint because you might get this one. Can't tell you. Michigan State. Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller is correct. 26 that, shutouts. That, that's why I was thinking about for the last uh, that last goalie question. Yeah, from 99 to 2002. My last question, um, it's a hat trick. There are three teams that accomplished this feat. Three teams have gone winless. Can you name any of the teams that have gone winless in a season? St. Cloud. Incorrect. Woo! <laughs> Alaska Anchorage. Incorrect, but close. Alaska Fairbanks. There you go. Wouldn't that be a dick move if I said no? <laughs> <laughs> so Fairbanks. The is next one. closest team, which would be Bemidji. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with. It's got to be Huntsville, right? Nope. One of them is Brown with zero wins, and the last one is a team that I think is on the rise. I mean, it's 2020. It's 2021, Willie. Like, let's not describe people that way. That's the name of the college, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Colorado College, is, college is the other one? Good God almighty. In 1962, they went winless. They're coming so, back. So from that perspective, they are on the way up. They are on the way up. Yeah. They'll throw a little bit of race in here, too. Jesus. If only uh, Krusty the Clown is the coach again. <laughs> <laughs> he and uh, Morris Kurtz are the same hairstylist, I think, back in the day. <laughs> This year, the game may have changed. And when it's game time, it's pay time, baby! Whoa! But the amount of pride has stayed the same. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man! And I'm saying, woo! It's now time for the game that determines the king of the hill. <laughs> Boys, let's pick them. Okay, uh, so after Bowling Green lost today to Bemidji State, I'm going tomorrow. Uh, Bemidji is going to lose to Bowling Green in the Friday matchup. So I got Bowling Green over Bemidji tomorrow for my three-point game. I'm going to go to the NHL. I've liked what the Wild have done so far, so I'm going to go with the Wild over the San Jose Sharks again tomorrow night for my two-point game. And I think that Lake... Superior 
State is going to have a nice rebound after getting swept by Mankato and defeat the Huskies of Michigan Tech also tomorrow on a Friday for my one-point game. But uh, let's go to Anders for his picks here. I am I'm going to stick with Goldie because it's an easy layup for my one point game and I haven't picked them for a while and I'm kind of scratching the itch. So they're going to be my one point game against Arizona State tomorrow. I'm going across the pond again to French soccer. I'm going PSG over Montpelier HSC for my two point game because I'm a really big Paris St. Germain guy. I think everyone knows that by now. And for my three-point game, I'm going back to the hardwood. I'm going Villanova over Providence in college basketball. Before I give my picks, uh, I need to bring up something to the group. Um, So I picked the Rosa Rams ladies hockey team beating Sartell. They did not play Sartell, uh, so I didn't get that correct. Mike and Petey picked the Badgers over Arizona State on a day the game did not happen. So I'd like to take it to a vote if the three of us get a bonus point for those games um, or not. And I would like to say, yes, I vote. Yes. What's if you? you get a bonus point, I get two deal. <laughs> I don't like that math anymore. Uh, well, when this is throwing points around willy nilly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, good looking person versus nilly. <laughs> what, what do you say? Willie? <laughs> I said that's offensive unless willy nilly means fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking awesome. So Uh, I've got my three-point pick. I've got St. Cloud State over Miami on Friday. i got to bounce back and uh, keep picking them until they win so I can stop the jinx. My two-point pick, I'm going to the NHL. I've got the Montreal Canadiens over Vancouver. The Canadiens are my first uh, hockey love story when Patrick Waugh was the goalie. And they've got a similar logo to St. Cloud State, so go figure. And then no, Roy. my, my one point pick is I need a guaranteed victory. So I'm picking the Wisconsin Badgers women hockey team over St. Cloud state at the herb in the first game they play in that series. Can you describe how many times the St. Cloud has lost to Wisconsin? Cause if it's 99 out of hundred, like it pretty much is against the Gophers. I think I'm going to call bullshit on it. I think that I don't know if they've ever beaten Wisconsin. I don't know if they have, to be honest with you. Okay. But there's a first. There's a first time for everything, baby. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it go. But if you ever pick St. Cloud State women's hockey again to lose them to somebody, I'm gonna call bullshit. Okay, fair. In response, but the next time I pick St. Cloud State women in a game, I'll pick them to win. How about that? Ooh, I like that. I like the strategy. I like the strategy, though. I'm gonna like look at Clarkson or like Boston College women, like out east on some random team that they just dominate, and I'm just that's gonna be my like one point game every week. So thanks for the strategy. You bet. All right. Well, in my picks, uh, both BC and UConn both swiped right on their app, so they're playing uh, this weekend, and I'm going to pick BC over UConn on Friday. Um, my two-point game is going to be St. Cloud State over Miami of Ohio, also on Friday. And my number one pick, I'm going to kind of go with an upset. We're going to go to the NFL playoffs, and I, I'm just going to go with Tampa Bay beating Aaron Rodgers on uh, Sunday for the AF, or NFC Championship game. So that is my one-point game. Lovely. Well, I have an idea for the Hockey East app. They could just call it Grease in the Crease. I mean, the, it, it works. The name's there. Uh, we're willing to license that to you, Hockey East, for a, a small, small fee. So 
have your people call my people. I want to thank everybody for listening to Grease and the Crease for another week. And as always, go Rams. Go Rams. I don't think Willie was talking about the color of the team. I think he was talking about something else. (laughs) 